0: start today by telling you one of the most important movies in my life. Like most important, most foundational movies to speak a narrative into my existence as a person. You ready? The Lion King. I know, I know. It's very generational. Like very generational. Do you know that movie is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year? 30 years old. That's crazy, isn't it? But one of the things about that movie is, number one, it's timelessness, but one of the reasons for its timelessness is the character lessons that are encapsulated in the, the progress of one particular character, which is Simba, right? Simba starts off very naive, very innocent, and at one point, very ready to shirk responsibility. But the key moment in the movie is when he has a conversation with his father who is deceased and yet you know, is able to come back and speak to him and remind him who he is, And that's really the key to the whole thing. It's when he says, Simba, you have forgotten me. And Simba says, No, dad, how could I forget you? And and his father says, You have forgotten who you are, and so forgotten me. That's a really powerful statement to hear spoken from a father to a child. That by forgetting who you are supposed to be, you have forgotten me your father. It speaks to the fact that Simba was supposed to have a responsibility in the present moment, and he had that responsibility because of a legacy that had taken taken place in the past and been handed down to him. And the same is true for us, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we have forgotten who we are, and in doing that, we show that we have forgotten our father. And that's one of those realities that probably ought to be really, really heavy for us. Because forgetting our Father, forgetting who God is, is about the worst mistake that you can make in the grand scheme of the Bible. When God was sending His people into the Promised Land, when He told them, you're going to go over the river and you're going to take over all these lands, He said, be careful. And He said it multiple times through Moses, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt. And so I think it's really that important that we remember who we are because it helps us to remember who he is. And so to that end, today what we're going to do is a little bit of a different exercise. Today we're going to try to go back to basics, back to the very beginning, and I'm going to do for you what I think I would do if I were giving a new church member an orientation to what it's like to be part of this church. I want to just remind all of us from the very outset who we are and how that plays into what we do as a church family. So that if you were just joining this congregation, as we have a couple of people that are today, this would be a great way to lay the groundwork to remind all of us who we are top to bottom, inside and out as a congregation of God's people so that we do not forget and we do not forget our, the Lord, our God. I've been a restaurant manager a couple of different times and I actually have some of my former uh, employees here that had worked for me at one point today which is super special. But I got to tell you one of my favorite parts of that job was doing orientation and just reminding everybody this is the culture of the workplace. So today I want to remind you this is the culture of this church of any church that is Jesus's church. And so we start with the four focuses of church life, the four pillars of who God's people are supposed to be. I want to show you all four. I want to show you how they come from the Bible, and I want to show you why they are so crucially important to what we do and who we are. So, number one, we start with the fact that each of us is meant to be focused inward. And if we are going to be focused inward, then that means that we're, not, we're talking about discipleship, your personal walk of faith how's that doing is that important to you is that something that you are pursuing with all of your heart now in order to help you in that this church in this church we are going to provide you with some things and so as a new member of this church you'd be able to expect some teaching and plenty of encouragement and even some accountability where somebody checks on you occasionally and says how is your faith how are you doing in your christian walk And even in some cases, if we're really doing things the way that we should as God's people, that will involve some discipline on occasion. 1 Corinthians 5 is one of those passages that not many people like to talk about, but it's a real part of who God's people are. That if there's somebody who is openly living in sin, either the sin has to go out of this church or you have to go out of this church. But you've got to make a choice. Somebody has to make a choice because discipleship, that each of us is focused inward on living for Christ, is so important to who we are. Now, on the flip side of that, on the flip side of what you can expect from us is that here's what we would expect from you. We would expect to see in you a habit of prayer and a habit of reading and knowing Scripture and a regular pattern in your life of bearing up temptation and keeping the commandments of God. And we would expect to see you living an exemplary Christian life. Now, why is that? Why should we expect that of you? Well, because that's what the Lord expects of you. And our job is to be here for Him, as representatives of Him, and ask that of you and encourage that in you. It's not anything to do with whether it makes us look good or bad. It's about whether you are standing faithfully in the sight of God. And so... What are some of the tools then that we can give you to help you in this, in this uh, walk of discipleship? Well, we have our daily Bible reading. We've got our studies for young men and young women. We've got the bulletins and the emails and all that sort of thing to regularly remind you, live as a Christian, go to the Word, speak to your Father. And then we have the elders and the deacons and the minister. That if you have questions, if you want to know how can I walk better in my faith, then you can come and ask and we'll open the Word of God, and we'll show you the next steps that are best for you to take to do that and to be the disciple that you should be. Because each of us, we want to be focused inward on being the disciples that we're called to. Secondly, if you're a new member of this church, you need to know that everybody here is focused toward everybody else here that this is a family, that church fellowship is that important of a concept to us. And so, if you're going to be part of this church, these are the people that are your brothers and sisters. Yes, I meant for that sense to end right there. I didn't even mean to say they're your brothers and sisters in the faith. I meant for it to be the full-on meaning of these are your brothers and sisters. In the same way that Jesus looked at a crowd of people who were following him, when somebody said, here, are your mother and your brothers are outside, and he looks at a crowd of, of his disciples and he goes, these are my mother and my brothers. These people and, ev- and, and everybody you see around you this morning in this room, these people are sharing the journey of faith. And they are the, thing that, the, the people that are supposed to be a blessing to you in your walk of faith. These are the people and plenty more besides that Jesus has put us together with so that we can walk and honor him in wonderful, powerful, rich, world shaping kind of ways. And so, if you're going to be part of this church, and if this is your orientation to this, you can expect from us that you are going to see one body with many members, as Paul talked about twice in two of his letters, Romans and 1 Corinthians. You can expect to see different people in this church who have their own individual personalities. We're not trying to make everybody the same, you know, carbon copies of everybody else. But everybody is going to be sharing our faith in Jesus. And despite our differences, that is the thing that makes us one, that holds us together You can expect, if you're going to be part of this church, that there will be love and support, that there will be joy in these relationships as we achieve the harmony that God has called us to. And you can expect to find friendship among the people of God. I once had an opportunity to speak to a church that really no one had ever told them that. Like no one had ever told them, you can expect to find friends, like really close friends among your church family. Most of them had, had like surface level relationships and they figured that was probably the best way it was supposed to be. You're like friends and the people you do stuff with, that should be people from the PTA or from work or from your neighborhood. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you can expect to find friends among the people of God. That's a pretty special thing. That's a pretty wonderful blessing that God has given to us. And so the bottom line as we talk about all of us being focused toward each other is that membership here is more than attending. It's more than attendance. It's a commitment to these people and to their spiritual well-being because they're committed to your spiritual well-being that all of us together are working to be great Christians. Now, the third component of that is that we are together going to be doing our best to stay focused And an outward kind of way. So, some of these are ways that you can be focused outward even within this group right here, that you can be focused outward in showing hospitality, connecting with other people, making sure that you get to know them, and that gives them an opportunity to get to know you. Everybody has to take initiative to build the kind of quality relationships that, that Christ's people ought to be defined by. But more than that, when you think about our focus outward, we're clearly talking there about evangelism, that God's people are forever reaching out and trying to bring others to come and to know Him and be saved by Jesus Christ. And so what we will expect of you in this case is that you will invite others to join us in these assemblies. Yeah, I know that we're running out of seats. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Invite them anyway. Because it's not about inviting them to a comfortable event. It's about inviting them to know a Savior. And if we don't have enough seats for that, then we'll sit on the floor and let them have the pews, and we'll all learn about Jesus together. That's what this is about, brothers and sisters. So that's what we want to do. We expect you to do your best to start Bible studies and to teach people about Christ, sharing the ways that His, his, his goodness has impacted your life and made it wonderful and joyful. And also, telling them the importance of repenting of sin and giving their lives in service to Him. We expect that of our people because Christ expects that of His people. And so we are together focused outward. And then, fourth, as the one that holds all of these together, we as God's people are always meant to be focused upward. This is talking about our theology, that everything that is right comes from knowing God rightly. Everything that is right comes from knowing God rightly and honoring Him as God. And that's why when you come to be part of this church, you can expect that everything we do, we will try to do it in a way that honors God. That our worship will be sincere and passionate And we'll do our best to do our worship activities with excellence, not to make us look good in any sort of performing kind of way, but because God is worthy of nothing less than the very best we can offer. And so you can expect to see we try to do things with absolute excellence because of who He is. You can expect that prayer is going to be a central part of our church life because Where else would we get the power to fix the problems in our lives if we don't appeal to the God of the universe to do that? And you can expect that we're going to have a high view of Scripture and the authority of Scripture in this place. If God has said what to do, then that's what we're going to say to do. If God has said this is how it's supposed to be and we believe that's what the Scriptures are, what the Word is, then that's what we're going to go with. Because it's His Word, and we have a high view of His authority. You can also expect in this place, there's going to be a lot of God-focused language and a lot of God-focused teaching here. We are going to talk about God Himself. Not just the rules that He's given us, but who He is, and why those rules are part of that. There's going to be a lot of talk about Jesus in this place. You're just going to hear His name a lot. Good. May it ever be so among His people. Sometimes you hear, you go to some churches, you hear a lot about the rules and you don't hear as much about the king who is sitting on the throne giving those rules. Well, our commitment to you here is that you are going to hear about him and you're going to hear that in the full balance. As much as we and our human fallibility are able to put together, you're going to hear that in the full balance of doctrine. Of, of, of theology, of love and grace and faith and, and the importance of, of obedience. Like all of it is part of what we're called to as Christians. And if we truly understand God the way that we should, if we are fully committed to Him and to His Son Jesus Christ, then you're going to hopefully in this place hear the full balance of all of it. And as a new member of this church, I want you to know that. I want you to know how important those four things really are here. I want you to know that those matter a great deal to who we are because that's the way that God has explained it. Now, if this were orientation, and I was welcoming you to your first week here as a member of the Northside Church. I would also want to give you a handful of things that are just more logistical advice, okay? More things that are just healthy to know because now you're part of this church family. And they're all framed within that. They're all a part of understanding these four big ideas. And so let me just go through very quickly and show you what those are. First of all, I would want you to know as a member of this church who some of the people are around here that are going to be helping you and that are going to be trying to reach out and connect and, and make this place what it really is. And that, starts with the elders and the deacons and the minister. And so our elders in this place are four men, Rob Taylor, Rob Phipps, Rod Eminette, and Jim Allen. And we pictured them here with their wives because we want you to know these are married men. They fit the qualifications that are talked about in scripture in 1 Timothy and in Titus. These are men who along with their wives are here to watch out for the spiritual well-being of God's people. Their job is to, to pray over you and to encourage you and guide you and set up things that will help you be the Christian you should be. And so your job toward them is to get to know them and pray for them and encourage them as we follow their lead in Jesus. That's your job as a member of this church. The next group that I want you to know about is the deacons the deacons or the servants who are doing a whole bunch of different stuff around this church to make sure that the elders are able to work on shepherding your soul and everything else gets taken care of so that they're not distracted from that. And so in this church, we have seven men who serve as deacons who take care of a ton of different stuff from the maintenance on this building to organizing our classes to making sure that somebody's ready to fill every spot on a Sunday morning during this assembly at this spot where I'm standing now. (laughs) The deacons make sure that all of that kind of stuff is done. They help to care for some of our widows and our elderly members. They help to organize things that will be a blessing to so many of our church members. And so your role toward them is basically the same. Get to know them, pray for them, encourage them, and help them fulfill the needs of our church family Whether that means you get involved in a project that they're working on, or you just be there to say, hey, I really appreciate it. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep it up. The third one is me. (laughs) Here I am. Okay. (laughs) The third one is me, the minister, the preacher, the evangelist. All three of those words work for the position that I fill. And so I just want to ask you, I want to ask you in the same kind of way, that you would take the same responsibility toward me and toward my family. That's my role here. You know what that is. You know how a preacher is supposed to function in a church. I'm not going to over-explain anything, but I will ask you as a member of this church to get to know my family, and not just as the preacher's family, but as Caitlin, Henry, Gideon, and Truett, individuals, people, okay, and to pray for all of us, to pray for us that we'll be able to teach and share the gospel and be an example of godliness to everybody that we come in contact with Shout out to the photographer sitting right over there who took this picture. (laughs) Now, beyond that, if you're new to this church, I would want you to know a little bit of what's happening around here. And so the assemblies and the song services, I would want you to know about both of those things. The young men's group, small group study and the young women's small group study, I would want you to know that both of those are opportunities for you where you can reach out and connect and be encouraged in your walk of faith. And I would want you to know as well that we do our best around here to make sure that you can stay up to date with the things that are going on. And so there's a family report that comes out every Sunday when you come in here. There's a family report that comes out via email every Wednesday. If you want to sign up for that, you can contact me about that. There is the church website that's available for you to get a lot of information and a lot of updates as well. I do think this one is really helpful in particular where there's a frequently asked questions page for prospective guests that if somebody is planning to come and visit with us, they can go and they can find out a little bit more info before they get here to know who we are and to know what to expect because we want them to come. We want them to come and know Jesus. Yes, I, again, I know we're running out of seats. Let's pray to God for a bigger facility, but let's invite those people to come and experience what, it, what it's like to be among sincere Christians who truly worship The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's what this is all about. And so you can use that tool to help in that way as well. And then I'd want you to know about how to get involved. Again, church membership is about way more than just attending. And so I would want you to know, how can I get involved? And I would just ask you, if this was orientation, what are some of your strengths? What are some of the things that you are passionate about that you would like to help out in this church with? Are you a natural encourager? Well, let me get you connected with some people who could use some encouragement. Are you a teacher? Let me get you connected with somebody that can that can enfold you into that teaching role. Are you somebody who just likes to organize things and keep records straight and and, you know, format things and print things and all that kind of stuff? Great, I have a role for you. I would love to have some help with that. And I'm truly telling you right now, I would love to have some help with that if anybody wants to volunteer. But all of these, there are places, all these different strengths and many more besides, there are ways that you can serve. And then I would give you a tour of the building. I know how silly that sounds, but if you're new here, I want you to know where things are. I want you to know what's upstairs. I want you to know what's downstairs in this building. I particularly want you to know that there is a couple of things downstairs that you may not see. There's some overflow seating down there where if it does get too crowded in here, you can just make your way down there, and there's a screen and a speaker set up where you'll be able to know what's going on and and worship with those people in that room as well. I think we're getting... I think we're getting to the point where that's worth knowing, you know, where that's going to become necessary here. And I would just want you to know about these things. I would want you to know that we are getting ready to start having another Sunday school adult Bible class on Wednesday nights, and that's going to be taking place downstairs as well. And I would just walk you around and show you all of this facility and this library over here and this door on your left and all these different places where you can find something in this building that is put there deliberately to help you in your walk of faith, See, I think we kind of get into this mode where we just look around a church building and we're like, that's our church. We go there every Sunday. There's nothing really to know about it. But there is a lot. And there's, there's purpose behind the things that are done in this facility. And the purpose behind all of them ultimately comes down to one thing. And that is making sure that you are able to walk in a better way with Jesus for having been here and been connected with these people in this place who serve a great God. So, some frequently asked questions, maybe just an opportunity here to do some of this. How can I serve? How can I help? Is there a small group program? How do I get involved in teaching? Does Dan keep office hours? How do I get in touch with him? Can I talk to him? Is there a dress code for our assemblies? Do we do special holiday services? We'd cover all of that if this was an orientation. Because I would want you to know, and because I would want you to know that you are fully a part of this church And you are expected to be fully committed to being a part of this church. And so at this point then, I think what I would do is go back to this. And I would encourage you to take these four ideas and think about your own life and your involvement here and your involvement in the world. And how do you put these four ideas to work in a way that serves God faithfully? And that's probably where we would pray for you and close out orientation and probably go out to eat lunch with you after that. Because I want I would want you to know that you if you are going to be part of this church family that you are fully and joyfully a part of this church family. Because that's who we are. That's who we are. We are the people of Jesus Christ. We are the people who believe that he alone has salvation. That he alone is the messenger who brought salvation. And that he alone is the one worthy of our service with the entirety of our lives. And so if you want to be part of this church, if you're somebody who has not been baptized by faith in the name of Jesus to get saved, then the door is always open for you to do that. Because what we want more than anything is for you to know him.